Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. So this is Christmas, almost Christmas. As a matter of fact, uh, at this very moment when I speak to you, it's a morning of Christmas Eve. That means that the biggest queues, at least here in Australia, will be in the fish shop simply to get some fresh prawns. And I can't remember what was the number of tons of the seafood that will be sold and that is already sold around Sydney area at least. Somehow this beautiful tradition is um, very significant for people here in Australia. That it's a little bit different, different than, for example, the culture that I used to when we will have traditionally in many Polish families carp, the fish carp on the table and people will be lining up to get the fresh one and then they will have the fresh carp swimming in their bathtub and so on and so forth. Many different stories, actually some stories coming to my mind as well and memories of course of what was it like when uh, we were young, when we were growing up or for you for sure when you started your own family. Because this is exactly what it is all about. Christmas is about Jesus. But most of all, Christmas is about family. What does that mean in practical terms? Well, that means that we congregate, we get together, sometimes within our small families, celebrating the fact that people are a family, uh, and sometimes getting in bigger tribes, bigger groups, congregating in bigger uh, groups of people and families joining together. Whatever it is, it is a celebration of family. But before we will get to talk about Holy Family, Holy Family of Nazareth, well, let's spend a few minutes talking about the reason for the season, about Christ. Well, after all, Christmas is Jesus' birthday. Yes, in some churches there is still a little uh, celebration for kids when people will bring a cake and sing happy birthday to Jesus. Not very well known celebration, but I think it's a lovely touch reminding all of us that that's what we celebrate at Christmas, Jesus' But I'm not really sure what kind of memories would Jesus have as he was growing up. And I sometimes wonder, did Mary and Joseph ever tell him what was his birth like? I sometimes try to imagine, were they having ever conversations about traveling to Bethlehem? 
about the star, about the Magi, people coming from the East? Were they ever wondering together that the birthday of Jesus was different than the people he was growing up with, probably his cousins from Mary's or Joseph's side? Well, certainly, the growing up was different because they were not in their country of origin. They were at that time migrants in Egypt. And certainly, the celebration of birthday in the Jewish tradition was different than our own here in Western countries in most of the places that are familiar to us. I don't think that Jewish people will have the cake and sing happy birthday. I don't think that at all. And at the same time, I think that there must be this beautiful thanksgiving, gratitude for life, which they express in their prayers, especially prayers of Psalms, prayers that Jewish tradition will bring to that very family and keep them together. And now into the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. People quite often will use the phrase that when the child comes into the couple's life, then they are fully family. It's a common phrase. And um, well, there is something of a change that it signifies. Definitely the life of two people who love each other and who decides to get married uh, changes the moment they conceive, changes the moment the child comes to life. It's never the same. It's never, in a sense, free. It's bounded around that child. That child changes focus from two of them into the third person. It drives this away from each other, husband and wife, and put it together into this third being, into the life that they brought together. And it is a challenge, of course, I'm not here to talk about the challenges of marriages, but what I want to uh, focus on and what I want to reflect on when we talk about Jesus' birthday and Holy Family, the family to which he was born, of what kind of people were they as parents. And for that, I would like to invite you into my chapel here in Plumpton. Every day we pray for you, for all the families around the world. A beautiful prayer called Prayer to the Holy Family. Let's listen to it. I recorded it a couple of days ago. Prayer to the Holy Family. O Jesus, Word made flesh, Savior of the world, your life is for us an example of total dedication to your Father and to the work he entrusted to you. Help us to live fully our religious consecration to spend ourselves completely in your salvific mission to the people of God. 
Mary, Mother of God, obtain for us the grace of intimate union with your divine Son, and in and through him, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, Saint Joseph, the guardian of the Holy Family, teach us to live a life of prayer, work and self-forgetfulness, that we may become ever more docile instruments of the will of God. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, inspire us so to live our community life, that we may be a sign to others that Christ has come, that our hope is centered in him, and that we look forward to the glory of the resurrection. O Holy Family, bless and protect all the families of the world. Safeguard their unity, fidelity, integrity, and dignity. Enable them to live according to God's law, that they may fulfill their sublime vocation. May their lives be a reflection of yours, and may they enjoy your presence forever in heaven. Amen. It was quite a long prayer, wasn't it? And there is a different rhythm when more than one person prays, and in our case, this is six sisters I'm praying here in Plumpton for you. Sometimes it becomes a little bit monotonous, and as you may have listened to it, you might be thinking, well, I can't catch up with the words that were being said. And that is true. This is why now and then we all have to reflect. We have to reflect on what are those words of prayer. A couple of points which I wanted to share with you on this prayer to the Holy Family. It starts, and one of the sisters started on her own, and then we followed with saying, O Jesus, word made flesh, Savior of the world. That's beautiful invocation, isn't it? This is exactly the invocation which we celebrate through Christmas. Jesus is the Word made flesh. What does that mean? That means that whatever the prophets were saying, that they will be a Savior, became flesh, became the reality. Jesus became the reality, coming as a Savior of the world. And then the prayer goes your life is for us an example of total dedication to your Father and to the work He entrusted to you. That beautifully states the purpose of Jesus' life, to do God's will, His Father will. And He will say it throughout His life many times, I do always what my Father's wills, will is. I do always what my Father wants from me. And then we as sisters of the Holy Family in the next sentence say, help us to live fully our religious consecration, to spend ourselves completely in your salvific mission to the people of God. That is a privilege. Privilege to be called, to be part of the religious congregation of the sisters who participate in the work of Christ, in the work of Jesus, and serve people of God. That is a reminder to never focus on ourselves, 
Do we do that? At times, of course we do. We are human beings. However, the prayer reminds us that we are to serve the people of God. And we go to the next part. Prayer in which we call Mary to help us. And it goes, Mary, Mother of God, obtain for us the grace of intimate union with your divine Son and in and through Him with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Those are very, very challenging words for each one of us that we are to be as close to Jesus as he was to his father and consequently as they were with the Holy Spirit. How many times have we heard in the stories of the Bible that Jesus was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go to the desert, to pray, to um, whatever it was. So the challenge for all of us is, like Mary, to be close with Jesus and to be attentive to the voices of the Holy Spirit. And then we have a third part of that prayer, which asks St. Joseph to help us. What is he called? He is called Guardian of the Holy Family. And what do we learn from him? We pray that he will teach us to live a life of prayer, work and self-forgetfulness. I love those three words. Prayer, work and self-forgetfulness. That's what St. Joseph was all about. Focusing on God working hard and not thinking about himself. Well, no wonder we don't really have many words about St. Joseph uh, in the Bible. And again, what for? What for do we pray that we will be prayerful, that we work and that we will um, be self-forgetfulness? The second part of the prayer states that that we may become ever more docile instrument of the will of God. And again, if you will hear that closely, you will hear that the will of God appears almost in every section of this prayer. And that is true to our mother Fandres. That is true to what we hear in the gospel. That is true in the motto of our congregation, Fiat Voluntas Tua, let your will be done. We try, we try our best to live the will of God. And the second last section of the prayer which you heard, ask the whole Holy Family for a couple of things. We read, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, inspire us to live our community life that we may be a sign to others that Christ has come. Love those words. We pray in that sense 
that anyone who looks at us will see Christmas. We see Jesus' presence among us. That our hope is centered in him. How challenging again. And that we look forward to the glory of the resurrection. And again, that sets our focus. Focus off of the life of all of us as Christians. And the very final part of that prayer is the prayer that it's um, quite well known by people who we call our associates, benefactors, our friends. This is almost like a final statement finishing the prayer to the Holy Family. In that part of the prayer, we ask the Holy Family all together, you know, because at the beginning we were addressing Jesus, then we were praying to Mary, then we were asking Joseph for help. But in this last part of the prayer, we pray to the whole Holy Family. And what do we ask them? To bless and protect all the families of the world. And the next three four words are also beautiful. We pray that the Holy Family will safeguard the unity. How true. How true that the unity of the families is needed. How many broken families. How many hurt families. How many families separated through various reasons and you know, war is one of those obvious thoughts that come to your mind at this point in different parts of the world. But sometimes there is also the reason for people not to live together because of one spouse working in the other country just simply to help with earning money for their living. So we ask Holy Family to preserve, to safeguard the unity. The next word is also challenging. Fidelity, integrity and dignity. How much we need those words. Fidelity, integrity and dignity. People strive for it, not always achieving that. People are desperate for it and quite often lost. And then there are some beautiful families that show us through living on the values in their life that fidelity, integrity and dignity keeps them together. And the next part asks a little bit more. Enable them to live according to God's law that they may fulfill their sublime vocation. So the family is supported in God's will. The family is in favor of God's will. And God wants us to live in the families to fulfill the vocation of this particular style of living, of this vocation of life. After all, you must say that uh, to live the life of family is the most common vacation around the world. There is no doubt about that. There is not as many people uh, who li are living consecrated life or who are priests uh, compared with the people who chose 
to live the life of the family. And the last one asks, Holy Family, may their lives be a reflection of yours and may they enjoy your presence forever in heaven. So we almost acknowledge the fact that our final destination is not here. Our final destination is above. And one day, the family, the holy family, will bring us together to live where God plans us to live. I hope that this couple of words at least gave you a glimpse of our prayer for you. We sincerely, and it's true, we do pray for your family every single day. And we hope that you will feel it at the time when we celebrate family and when we celebrate Jesus' birth. And few final words. Christmas in the liturgical year, it's followed by the feast of the Holy Family in the Sunday after Christmas. This year it falls on 31st of December. That means that as of today, and I'm speaking to you on Christmas Eve, we are on day three of Novena to the Holy Family. Whenever you are listening to it, do not hesitate to join us in this Novena prayer. It is available from our Facebook and Instagram page. And for nine days... We pray to the Holy Family for different needs of families around the world. I'm taking the deep breath, looking through the window. It's quite dark, but that's okay. They said that the weather will be like that, that we might expect some rain, some storms. Well, if you are in a different zone, who knows, maybe you are just watching the snow. Maybe um, you are looking at the lights outside of your window or the Christmas tree inside of your living room. Wherever is the place, whatever it looks like, I hope that throughout those celebrations, feasting, praying, enjoying yourself and company of others, you will find the moment of reflection. And today I invite you to pray the prayer to the Holy Family with the sisters and with me. So let me finish those wishes to you with the prayer. O Holy Family, bless and protect all the families of the world. Safeguard the unity, fidelity, integrity and dignity. Enable them to live according to God's law that they may fulfill their sublime vocation. May their lives be a reflection of yours, and may they enjoy your presence forever in heaven. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time of celebrations. 
Thank you if you have chosen to listen to this podcast and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.